With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. John Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Tucker Zamp from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, as we broadcast live. Super Bowl 51 is uh, now officially... Uh, decided as far as its uh, opponents, and that's going to be the uh, New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, I guess uh, from many standpoints, the two uh, best teams, although I guess there's an argument in the NFC, but uh, for the most part, the two favorite teams have uh, made it to the Super Bowl. And uh, nothing, I guess, unexpected, although there was, I would say, some surprises in the way that the games went down. Um, And, you know, another uh, NFL season is, is winding down, and it seems like you have, uh, you know, the same culprits involved. But this year you're going to have the Atlanta Falcons, who have been known not to be able to win a playoff game. And, and uh, basically a playoff chokers have now gotten over the hump, and they will represent the NFC. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how it, it shakes up. And, of course, the New England Patriots don't miss a beat uh, as they uh, manhandle the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Sunday, so um, they will go to now their, um, I believe it's their record-setting eighth Super Bowl, and uh, Bill Belichick and and Tom Brady now will go to their seventh, Um, so, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of history to be made. One of the big things that pops to mind is, of course, Don Shula's record of six Super Bowl appearances uh, now is, is passed over. He was tied with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick now goes to his seventh. So I guess the Patriots have been to nine. I guess this is the franchise's ninth Super Bowl, if I'm adding that up correctly. Um, and this is a you know this is a big Super Bowl for a lot of reasons, as uh, you know. Um, Tom Brady now with a four and two mark in the Super Bowl, and 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 let, let's be honest, the, the Patriots and the Bill Belichick era have never won a Super Bowl without not only being caught for cheating but being reprimanded for cheating, as their three Super Bowls before that uh, fell under the Spygate era, and and then the two uh, the the one that they beat the Seattle Seahawks falls under Deflategate, so it's going to be interesting in, in that realm to see if now you know they they finally get uh, a clean one under the under the books i'm not going to harp on that 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 is what it is it's out there i'm you know obviously we're previewing the um the super bowl now and so there's a lot of things to to focus on but you're going to hear that you're going to hear it quite a bit because you're going to have two contingents two camps 
uh, on the New England Patriots, as you know, they're they're either love or hate the evil empire, and and of course, uh, you know, you're going to have your haters and detractors that are going to bring that up, and and then you're going to have the people that love the Patriots and Tom Brady and can do no wrong, and now you know have do your job slogans all over their sweatshirts and their hats. So, you know, uh, it, it goes both ways, and of course, on this show we don't hold any punches, so we will, uh, you know, we'll discuss all of that. Uh, there is some Dolphin news as well. Uh, the big news, I guess, coming out today would be Jarvis Landry and his tweets. Uh, he he has basically tweeted out, uh, "This is my family. This is how I support them. Don't 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 take my money." And I think he quoted a a, a rap line, a Jay Z line, or, or something to that effect. And uh, I think he's basically making a statement because, uh, as you know, he's got one more year left on his contract and the Miami Dolphins have a big decision to make uh, whether to extend it or whether to go into that uncharted territory where then he'll become a free agent and then you have to play games. I mean, at this point, I think that it's crucial that you don't let that happen and we'll discuss all that as well. Um, you know, I have uh, – there's a big part of me that looks at this uh, this Super Bowl and, and it reminds me of, you know, the 1980s matchups where – you know the uh, the sacrificial lamb from the AFC. You know goes up against the powerhouse, and and in a lot of ways, I'm seeing it the same thing. I mean, I'm I'm just not seeing the uh, Atlanta Falcons uh, really being able to to, to do anything. I, I've seen this movie many times before, and I know how it ends. And so I'm certainly looking for somebody to, uh, I guess, to you know, to give me some rationale of. Um, of, of of how this game could be different. I know the formula to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, but it's a defensive formula, and uh, I'm not sure I really see that coming from the high-powered Atlanta offense. And we all know how high-powered offenses fare in the Super Bowl, and I don't care how good they are. You can go all the way back to the to the '84 Dolphins, uh, the '83 Redskins. I think they set a record and then uh, lost to the Raiders. Um, even the 2007 undefeated Patriots were such a high-powered offense. All the high-powered offenses seem to get stunted. The Denver Broncos uh, with Peyton Manning, and when they played the Seattle Seahawks, and lost was 40-something to three. And, you know, every one of them seems to get stunted. So that's my biggest issue with this. And uh, you know, and I don't know if I really see the formula coming from the other side that's going to be able to. to stop this Patriots team. It's funny how they don't seem to miss a beat. They uh, interact parts like a machine. Um, you know, they turn average or below average players into superstars. Um, Gronkowski's shown up in the box. They don't seem like they missed, missed a beat with him. If anything, uh, you know, kind of made him irrelevant because they've gotten better and dominated teams in the playoffs. So the team uh, really hasn't missed a beat since he's been out. We'll discuss that a little bit as well. And then, you know, you have uh, obviously the, the Chris Hogan 7-Eleven story that Dolphin fans have heard now for, you know, the last week and a half, uh, you know, to, to nauseam. Um, you know, I, I hear broadcasters say, you know, uh, they cut him and then, you know, Buffalo now on to here and he's a superstar. And, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, but – uh, you know, it's uh, it's obviously going to be aggravating and, and, you know, bring up a lot of discussions uh, of, you know, whether or not it's the system that, that creates these dynasties or if it's the actual players or whatnot. So, you know, that's my take on it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if, if I – I guess I'm going to need some convincing um, 
as to why the, the Atlanta Falcons can come on here. So, uh, without further ado, let me welcome uh, Rich Van Zant to the show, and, and maybe he can help me out a little bit uh, on that. Um, and then uh, we'll start with the NFC and, and go over uh, the, that game. Uh, so, Rich, you know, I guess you're going to have to help me out a little bit here. I, I, I'm just not seeing this. I'm really seeing what seems to be uh, fool's goal. Easy money, I guess is the best way well, to put it, especially with a – the line. So help me out here. Atlanta's better than you think. They have a very good defense too. You see how many times they hit Rodgers yesterday. You I've know, Rod- Rodgers is more mobile. Robert Rodgers is much more mobile than uh, you know than Brady too. So you know, I don't know. They they put pressure on the quarterback. They're a very solid defense. You certainly wouldn't see the gaps that the Steelers had yesterday. You know, where guys are wide open like that. You're not going to see that. And they're a better scoring offense than Pittsburgh. Well, you know, they have the best receiver in football. I know you think it's Brown, but Julio Jones well, is a better way, receiver. I mean, either way, I, listen, they're both phenomenal receivers. You know, they, they, yeah, but you know what, Brown? I've seen Brown shut down before. I've really never seen anybody take Julio Jones out of a game like that. Um, okay. I mean, and I don't watch the Falcons enough to, to say that I've never seen Julio Jones taken out of a game. He is a very physical receiver, so he's more physical he's than Brown. He's big, too. Very big. He's phenomenal. There's no taking that away. But, you know, I think that they'll be able to shut him down. Uh, it's going to come down to other guys who are going to have to pick up the slack if they want to, if that's the game plan. As far as getting to Rodgers, like you said, yeah, he was hit and he was hurried and stuff, but it seemed like that started coming later. After they couldn't punch it in and then the game was starting to turn, it seemed like they were getting some more push on him and doing yeah. that. But they did get some rush, you know. I still don't see the um, the rush that it's going to take to really uh, frustrate well, I, did you Did you expect Atlanta to blow them out like that, though? No, I didn't, but I think there was some I thought that would be a close shootout game. I didn't think they'd, they'd handle them that easy. And that that's why I think that they got a shot against the Patriots. I think a, a lot of people are overestimating this team. It's not, you know, it's not the last, you know, the last Atlanta team that went to the Super Bowl. Everybody knew they were going to lose. They, You know, the Minnesota missed that field goal. You know what I mean? You just knew yeah. that, that, Anderson, that Anderson was their best player, right? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You, know, you just knew that team had no chance, you know? Well, listen, I, I wish I could see it. I'm not seeing it right now. I'm not saying I wouldn't want that to happen. Let me bring up – let me counter a couple of your points. I, I First off, I thought that it was a blowout, obviously, but there were some key moments in that game early that could have went either well, there way. there always are key moments. There are. There, there are. were big ones. I mean, when, when he fumbled that ball yeah. there – and and Nick's missed the field. I mean, that, that should have been a tie game. I'm not saying Atlanta wouldn't have won, but it wouldn't have been that kind of blowout. You know, obviously they got those, you know, key early turning. Yeah, games. I mean, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop that offense, though. You know, Green Bay didn't have any answer to that offense. And, you know, I always knew Green Bay's defense wasn't as good anymore. They were really pretty bad. Yeah, they're not good. They're not a good yeah. defense. That's why I'm not surprised by yeah. that. I mean, they're really not a good defense. And, you know, playing in the Dome – uh, you know, amplified it. And, and I'll be honest with you, Adam Rogers looked like he kind of was not on full steam. Maybe he was did have the flu or whatnot. He just didn't quite look like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think there's too many injuries. There's, you know, there's Jordy's not 100% healthy, you know. They had too many guys keep getting hurt in that game, you know. Yeah, hats off to Atlanta. They did what they had to do. But I think Atlanta played a great game, though. And, you know, Matt Ryan looked a lot better than I gave him credit for, you know. 
Yeah, well, Matt Ryan is probably the MVP of the league this year. I mean, he's yeah. had a phenomenal season. You no, know, look, it was my own fault. I didn't really watch Atlanta a lot this year, you know. You know, a lot of its reasons is they play at 1 o'clock a lot against our team. So, you know, but there really wasn't a lot of Atlanta that I watched. The thing is, though, uh, that concerns me is that every aspect of this Atlanta team seems like the teams that really have a hard time in the big game. The offensive power teams, right? Yeah, the but they do have a good, solid defense, though. That's solid, what you're missing. You know what? You know what it takes to beat this Patriots. I know you got to you got to hit Brady. I understand that, but they're it, very it, good. The they have a very good secondary. Their linebackers are very active, and they do have a pass rush. So you know, I think they can stay in this game. You know, the one thing that you're not bringing up, which I think is a valid point, is that. Quinn obviously is the head coach of this team, and he's the Seattle Seahawks defensive. Absolutely, guy. so now, he knows how to beat this team. Yeah. He knows how to beat this team. He doesn't necessarily have the well. He doesn't necessarily have the um, the, the personnel that he had in Seattle. Obviously, not right? the first time. No, absolutely and, not. Absolutely not. But but, um, but I don't think uh, was Quinn there for the. Second he wasn't there for the Russell Wilson one. No. He wasn't, right? I don't yeah. think so. so. No, really, he was gone already. Yeah. Yeah, so he's never played this team no. in that realm. But I think he certainly, you know, he, he, he knew how to shut down the Peyton Manning defense. Exactly. Oh, right? He was able to do yep. that. So I give him some credit. I mean, this guy's a defensive guy, and he's probably going to come up with some schemes and, and things like that. You brought up a good point in that, you know, when you watch this game, there was guys that were just wide open. And I mean wide open. Oh, like, it was ridiculous. Like you know, look, I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady, but God almighty, I mean, he's a great player. But they make him out to be like, you know, the greatest great of all time that's so much greater than everybody else that ever played this game. I mean, you know, when you throw a ball 30 yards and the guy's just waving, waiting there by himself, I'm really not going to get too excited about that. You know, and they make such a big deal out of the, out of the little stuff that it was somebody else. They wouldn't even mention it. Well, since you brought that up, it, it, it's, it's very interesting because, um, yeah, that's basically what I've been hearing. I mean, I've heard people, you know, uh, basically uh, obliterate Joe Montana. And yeah, the fawning like over this guy is ridiculous. And, like, you know, let's not forget all the rule changes. I mean, give me a break. You know, you could take the three best quarterbacks of this era and, you know, you're basically looking at, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, Tom Brady, and, and Aaron Rodgers, right? Wouldn't you Correct. agree? Those yes. three in this yes. area, right? Yes. You know, Montana, L.A., Marino, heads and heels better than all three of those. Not even close. And if they played in that era, they'd be footnotes. I mean, give me a break. There's no way they would put up – I mean, nobody put up numbers like that except Marino. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I don't know if the, the rest of the world does or, or they don't. No, because don't they're, they're clueless. They're clueless idiots. When Marino was putting up those crazy numbers, it was mind-boggling. It was Gretzky-like. No one's ever done it before. You know, these guys do it. It's like no big deal because it's all, all over the place. Marino would have, with these, with these new rules, what did Marino, when he threw 98, 120? How many touchdown passes? It's well, ridiculous. I think it's important that you always have to look at what's the previous mark, right? And the previous mark was 36, and Marino had yeah. obliterated that in week 10. Yeah. And then, you know, ending up with 48. And when these guys broke in, you know, it was 49. It was like 4,000 yards was like unheard of, and he did 5,000. That stood right. The only one that did 5,000 for what, 12 years? Yeah. Before they changed the rules? 
Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I think you have a very good point there. And now whether these three guys are worlds of better. Well, you, you, know, get, you get these these guys that are like in their early 30s, 20s, that never saw Marino play that are like arguing the point. It's like it makes me laugh, you know? Yeah, I think that um, – that, that like, you know, somebody in their late 20s, early 30s, they wouldn't know a Sammy Baugh or an Otto Graham. They have no hit, no sense of the history in this league. Not that we saw them play, but at least we know about them. They have no yeah. clue. No, that's true, but I think that what's going on now is just, I mean, I hear guys, you know, and, and, and it's basically towards Montana. I mean, I'm getting, you know, comments, texts, whatnot, and it's just like Brady, you know, just squashes Montana, and he's the greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just think that, you know, I'm not you know, saying like, those uh, like I said, if Brady's this great, the greatest thing since sliced bread, how come – Three Super Bowls won by a field goal, and the next one's won by a pickoff that they won by four. I mean, really? I, I kind of remember Montana, you know, laughing at the, in the third quarter that the game is such a, so out of reach, right? Glowing well, people were out of the freaking stadium. Well, to a degree, but that's more of a team And he went on playing better teams and blowing them away. Well, yeah, but I could. I mean, I mean, he played some crap. Brady too. That Carolina team, garbage. That Philadelphia team, big deal. You know, the Ram team. You know, they had the cadences. I don't know how they beat that team, but I blame Mike Martz for that because that was a much better team than they had. You know. Yeah. But give me a break. Those other two teams, the '84 Dolphins would have had that game over by halftime. Yeah, I mean, I could I could counter that to a degree with Montana. I mean, in I mean, you really, you really, yeah. How much? How what would a Marino done to a Jeff Delone team? I mean, are you kidding me? That game would have been over by the halftime. Well, listen, '81 uh, he played the Cincinnati Bengals, right? That was his first Super Bowl, Montana. That yep. was a game that the Bengals probably should have won. I think they had that game yeah, won. Yeah, Pete Johnson. I mean, that's that's a huge part, right? And yep. Collinsworth's fumble and the fourth and goal. Yep. And the, they can't get in the end zone, right? So he's kind of squeaked that one out a little bit, okay? And then, you know, when you – I think the 84 team was one of the greatest teams that's ever played professional football. That's what Samson's yep. 49 team. And you had the um, – you know, the, the one where they absolutely obliterated the Broncos, right? Yep. So I give you that. But that's more of a team thing in a sense. And then he, uh, of course, had the great comeback against the Bengals the second time around. So, you know, there were certain Super Bowls where he not only could have lost, I mean, he was fighting for you know for his life to win it at the end of it. Had the perfect interception that was dropped would have changed history, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't like he blew out every team. It was just him. Well, he but, had blowouts. Somebody else didn't. Yeah, he had he, he had one two blowouts because I guess you got to yep. count the Dolphin one as well, right? Yeah, that's a blowout. So yeah, he had yep. two blowouts. He did. He definitely did. And, you know, but I I think that the team aspect of it is something big too. You know, I mean, it is a team sport, and I always say well, that. I understand that. You know, but I mean, come on. You know, you're playing Carolina and Eagles, and you know, give me a break. I mean, you know, some of these teams were jokes. Yeah, some of them were. Some of them were. But you know. um, yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. He, he did get... You know, like the last Super Bowl he won, he won because it was a ridiculous play call and an interception. I mean, you know, he didn't do nothing. He was crying on the sidelines when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Game was over. All right, we'll continue this quick break, and then we'll come on back and continue the discussion right after this. This is Don Shula. Happy to be on the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by... Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. 
Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Dolphins Legend Show, Pat Cattell, along with Rich Van Zandt, as we broadcast live, highlighting uh, the Super Bowl 51 matchup. So as we said, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, uh, 44-21 over the Green Bay Packers in a dominant fashion to advance the Super Bowl 51. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers now, uh, 36-17, to uh, manhandle the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it, it, it's obviously on paper, it's, it's a very good matchup. I myself am not 100% sold on uh, and how, you know, it will uh, uh, go down. I still have my doubts as far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned. And uh, Rich has brought up some points as far as, you know, the Brady comparison, you know, with Montana and that. Um, you know, Rich, how do you feel when you see Chris Hogan? I mean, is it something that you're happy about or you get more aggravated? Oh, I'm happy for him because we screwed him. And, you know, 
It's just ridiculous stuff. It's like Philbin's a moron. I mean, you find a spot for a kid like this on the team. He did everything. He he made that. He should have made that team. You know? Yeah, that's right. And that, you know, you, you're, you're that much of a standout. You know, there's something there, you know? Yeah. In, in training camp. And everybody knew, you know? There was no reason. I mean, we had him on the practice squad, then we let him go. It's just asinine to, like, to, to like actually – it's like digging up a nugget of gold and throwing it in the river. Yeah, and we've done it many times. I mean, even if yeah. we – Yeah, and look at all those benefits from it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's – you know, that shows how not only great their organization, how stupid and, and uh, mundane our organization is. I mean, to do something like that, you know, the Wes Welker trade was ridiculous. Yep. Um, you basically gave, you know, uh, uh, an on-the-bubble Hall of Famer away and, and you know, yep. sent him there and um, – To your own division. Who makes trades with your own division? I know, especially them. And you should know that you are not as smart as Bill Belichick. So anything you're doing, you're getting the worst end of it. Yeah, it's like trading with Red Arbach. It's stupid. Yeah, they want to make the trade if they want to benefit more than you. There's no equal trades when you're in the division. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let's let's get back to Pittsburgh a little bit, right? You you know how I feel about this organization. I can't stand them either. But how come every time the Patriots are playing somebody, right, with the premier guy, right, Tomlinson, he's standing there on the sidelines with his helmet. Now i got to see Bell with the same look on his bus. What's up with that? But explain that again. Every time the Patriots are playing like a, a premier player in a big spot, the guy don't play. Yeah. Right? Tomlinson we had to look at, right? Oh, in that game. With Daniel Thomason. Now, now with Bell. Now with Bell, we're looking at him and he's not playing. I mean, really? funny you said that because that's the first thing I thought of when they showed Bell. On Same thing I did. I'm like, what? Are they poisoning these people now? Same look, same jacket, yeah. hoodie, the whole thing. Yep. It's exactly the same thing. Supposed to be the best like, running back in football, and I got to look at him after three plays on the sidelines. Every time. It's yep. amazing. I know. And then, I the and, same then, and then Brown was so non-existent, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I understand you take him out a little bit, but it's not like they got that kind of secondary where the guy should be invisible. That's ridiculous. I thought that their defense, the New England Patriots defense, rose up to a, a level I didn't think they were capable of playing. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what happened. Well, well I think Ben's balls were off, don't you? I don't think he had the zip on the ball like he did. He had that dopey look on his face after the first quarter. Yeah, you know, I didn't really see, get Ben. Ben was not sharp. I'm yeah, and he had that dopey look on his face, too. But they weren't able to do anything physical. They weren't able to run the ball. No. They didn't have guys open either, though. I mean, there was, you know, it didn't see. I thought the play calling, I'm not one that usually harps on play calling, but you know what, I'm going to because there was a key third in one situation. Yeah, it was pretty time. bad. And, and, you know, and, you know, Tom was known for that, that weird play calling thing. You know? I mean, there was a third and one situation on the first drive, and then they threw a pass, threw a deep pass, and it was incomplete. It wasn't even close. And, you know, I said to myself, you can't be throwing away drives like well, that. Well, how about when they had the goal line thing, right? And that was the and other the one, And the fourth yeah. down play, when they go for it, they throw that, like, 
that loop into the corner that was like eight feet over the guy's head. Like, really, that's the best play you can come up with now? That's the other one. That's the other one. You threw that fade route on on, on, uh, on fourth down. Like, it's about a 2% chance of that working. Really? That's the play? That's the play you came up with? And let's not forget, that drive started on the one-foot line and ended up on the six. Yeah, I know. And and why he wasn't just – you got a quarterback that's the size of a house – why couldn't he just take the ball in right there? Yeah, I, I I didn't understand why there wasn't a quarterback sneak there. I don't get it. And how about when how about when Brady fumbled? Well, we don't know who has the ball. We you just saw it again. It was the same play like us. You see that? Yeah, yeah. I always saw. Oh it. my goodness! What did they darken that spot out where the ball came out so you couldn't see it? Uh, All I mean, of a sudden, it's like pitch dark in the pile, right? Yeah, I, I absolutely. It was... It's so corrupt up there. It's amazing, man. Yeah, you always say that it's uh, Pittsburgh, but it looked like New England was the team. Oh, it's well, their home field. If it was in Pittsburgh, it'd be the other way. That's two evil umpires against each other. You think it's just the home field that would, you know, go yeah, against Yeah, no, they got the they, – well, you know, I think I've seen Pittsburgh get crazy calls, and I've seen New get crazy calls over the year. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have to. And I do. If I hear one more time about the Pittsburgh Steelers' killer bees, how much are you going to puke here in that one? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's been something that's been uh, really. Uh, Let's see, they I steal thought. a terrible towel. We have to look at that for 50 years. Why is that? Now you're stealing this nickname, too? I mean, this is ridiculous how they've been talking about the killer bees for how long. Everybody knows the killer bees take place in Miami. And, you know, and it's a shame because they were one vote camper catch away from being uh, one of the most household names of a defense for the next 100 years. They yep. really were. And it's a shame that you lose that Super Bowl and what happens. But to now to just try to pretend. And you notice how they didn't do it in the Dolphin game? You didn't hear it once when they played the Dolphins. No, of course not. You didn't hear it until the following week when they went to Kansas City. Yeah. Killer bees. Give me a break. I mean, get get a life, Pittsburgh. Really, get a life. That's that's right. It's more. I don't know if it's Pittsburgh or if it's the NBC or what it is. But yeah. you know, where are the dolphins in this? Why don't you honor the killer bees opening day next year? Why don't you do that? Why don't you honor the killer bees? Why don't you stand up and post something and let everybody know where the killer bees are? You're absolutely right. They stole the terrible towel. In 1972, you see white towels all over the place. They changed the yellow four, four years later. Two years, three years later, right? You change it to yellow, and all of a sudden they invested it? Well, I told you, the other day I come home and I'm watching the top ten playoff wins of all time, comebacks, right? So, of course, they have to show, the, you know, the immaculate reception, you know, the ball that hits the ground, but they don't show you that part. Because all, yeah. all of a sudden, with all the angles you have, you never get to see that, you know? The, the, there's, no, there's no footage of that one. Well, anyway, and they're saying how that play changed history. Yeah, the next week he got beat by the undefeated Dolphins. You didn't win a Super Bowl for two more years. What history did it change? Yeah. It's the most overrated moment in the history of football. You got beat the next week at home. I think you actually missed the ball on it because in, 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 I was watching on our top ten in the playoff things. They had the greatest player performances, right? And they had the mud ball. Dolphin Jets, H.A. Dewey game, right? In 82, the championship game. <laughs> and, and, and they have all these New Yorkers come on there. Joe Beningo and all them, and he says, got to remember, before there was Belichick and all his antics, there was Don Shula. You're lumping the most, uh, the, the man with the most integrity in the history of the NFL. You're going to now lump with Belichick and all his cheating scandals, and he harped on the, the tarp and all that. There was no tarp. For the 99th time, I have to say this, the Orange Bowl did not have a tarp. 
Okay? There's no tarp with the Orange Bowl. So nobody left the freaking tarp off because there was no tarp to put on. Okay? It rained like crazy. Okay? And they go, oh, yeah, we, we wanted to stop Freeman McNeil. They, that was the third time the Dolphins beat that team in the same year. In a straight <laughs> short year. The third time. Three so times. what difference would it have made? You beat a team three times in the same year, I'd say you're better than them. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much so. Yeah, yep, pretty much so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a friggin' break with that nonsense, you know? Three times, and you got to hear about it. George Frazier beats Ali in the second fight. Is there a third? <laughs> no, absolutely Probably not. not, right? No. Probably not. Nope. <laughs> So, you know, I, I agree, and I've seen that, but the thing that aggravated me the most is, I, honestly, you can say a lot of things, but Don Shula is the epitome of perfection. He is, you know, uh, integral part of, of ethics and... and uh, did did and, Richard Todd, did the mud cause Richard Todd to throw the ball to A.J. Dewey three times? Right, exactly. I mean, A.J. Dewey was just phenomenal in that game, and, yep. and you know... You can't stop it, but to say that... And, you know, regardless of the fact... You know what the Redskins would have done to that dopey Jet team? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been one of the worst Super Bowls ever. They would have blown them out. Yeah, I know. And it's a shame because the Dolphins should have won that Super Bowl. They were the better team. They, they should have won it, yeah. They score, and, uh, and they, their defense ran out of gas. But Arnold Sparger is a genius, and he, he took care of that. that. That defense was on par. They had them stopped. They, had, they were a big play defense, and like I said, Bo Camper had the Super Bowl in his hands. and you know. Yeah, and, you know, and Woodley was so awful in the second half. He didn't do anything in the second half. He was a net. He threw but, one pick. He didn't make one completion in the second half. And then they just ran out of gas to defense. They yep. wouldn't have been able to run Riggins and all that if they would have just scored something, you know. So yep. very frustrating. But, you know, obviously we digress a little bit. But the point that I was making is don't try to lump Bill Belichick and his cheating scandals with, you know, with Don Shula. And that aggravated me a lot. And then now you're basically looking at the first, I guess, clean Super Bowl that they will play. We'll see what the results are. But well, really, we don't know that for sure. Well, right, you you don't know that for sure, but enough, as of right now, you know, and there's no allegations or anything that have come from this, but, you know, but it's not just making it up. I mean, they've been fined and punished for every Super Bowl win that they've had. Yep. Everyone. Oh, they're doing something, it's just we don't want to know about it. You, 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 you wonder, I mean, you know. I, I'm not going to say that they, they are not great because they are. but I don't know if it's cheating, but they're pushing the envelope in some direction. I mean, they're a machine right now. When you have a machine that's just running, it's very easy to, you know, basically just fill in parts on it. And that's what Belichick has done. Yeah, well. So anybody else who's competing with them right now, it's, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Because you're not on an even playing field. You know, let, let me explain something to you. Nixon didn't need to break into the Watergate hotel. That was the election was going to be a blowout either way. And even if Belichick thought he was a blowout, that sickness in their head, they're always looking for the edge. So he's always looking to do something. And sometimes it ain't. It, it, sometimes it's shady. So I don't know if he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing that's on the border of being shady or he's doing something 100% shady. But something's going on. But that analogy would then send to say that they were the, the you know the much better team, and they only won those Super Bowls by three points each. No, I'm saying this time. I'm saying, you know, they're fourteen and two this year. Even though that the you know the, they're rolling and everything, don't think that he's still not trying to get every little edge. You know, if you're not yeah. cheating, you're not competing. That's that's kind of his guy's mentality. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. You know, we'll see how that, that shakes out. I mean, they they are great, though. I don't want to dis- diminish, you know, what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, they are great. And probably the Deflategate thing goes more under what you just said, because I think they were winning that regardless. I don't, you know, obviously it blew out yeah, of home. but, you know, like I said, they didn't they didn't have a fumble at home in two years with Deflategate. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that's ridiculous. That's That's virtually impossible. Yeah, so there might have been some things there that, uh, you know, that could have played into it. I'll give you that, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. It's hard to, to figure out, you know, how they're able to do this. But I, I think that there's a lot of weak teams, you know. There's just a of course, lot of weak this teams. league, there's a lot of bad teams. Well, that's why the ratings were down this year. All the national games, the Monday night games, the Thursday night games were atrocious. You know, people were turning off. No, I, I know. I, I agree with you. All right, I'll take our last break, and uh, I'm still not convinced that Atlanta's got, got any chance in the show. When we come back, <laughs> How are you going to be convinced? Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade was the guy they brought up 
because he quoted a, a rap song very similar, and, and you've seen how that ended. It all starts tongue Doesn't Landry have Jay-Z, Rock Nation, as his agent? Is that right? I don't I know. Th- I that- think he might. Yeah, I think him and Beckham have, have, have uh, Jay-Z. I'm almost positive. Yeah, so, so this, you know, I'm really concerned with this, and you told me that Stills, is somebody you don't think they're going to resign? And I think that well, I think they're I think they're blowing steam about that too. They're you know basically he's going to be a free agent, and uh, you know you know the Tannenbaum plan is to graduate people and let them go somewhere else and make money. Remember? Yeah, that's a big concern to me. I mean, it really is. It's just it's a big concern to me because it's the most asinine statement I've ever heard somebody running a football organization that has ever said in my life that you develop players for other teams. I, I've never heard anything so so ridiculous in my entire life. You never heard that from somebody holding Lombardi trophies. Yeah, no, it's it's a ridiculous statement is right. I mean, it, it's something that uh, I've never heard any successful GM or team make that kind of comment. It's crazy. I mean, I've heard of guys getting success and and let, trading guys away or letting them go before their a year or two before they're absolutely done, done. But this is completely different. You're talking about before they have success. Yeah, such a solid receiving up. staff right now. To screw around with yeah. that now is just moronic. I agree. So moronic. The one good thing is that um, – you and I'm sure you've heard, which will make you very happy, that the Dolphins now are really considering cutting Coamisi and uh, and freeing up that contract. Finally. Yeah, I heard Coamisi, Mario Williams. Um, they're actually thinking about Jenkins too, letting him walk. If he's yeah, a restricted free agent, you know, yeah, it's it, it's time. It's you know, it's enough is enough. Keo yeah, Misi, I have no I problem mean, with any, uh, any what, three of those. Yeah, moves. no, no. Three Not of your favorite guys, Rich. I heard, I heard Maxwell, too, by the way, because of, of the money well, he's making. He would have to renegotiate hard to stay. Because yeah, I think I think he's due $8.5 million next year. He's not worth anywhere yeah, near that. Yeah, Maxwell's contract is insane, and so I don't think there's any yeah. doubt. Listen, I think Maxwell will stay. I think you need to keep Maxwell, but you definitely need to re- renegotiate that contract and get that contract, I guess, better. Because he, I mean, he's one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in the league under that contract, you know? Which yeah, is a it's, little it's ridiculous. Silly. But those other yep. three guys, I have no problem with them, and, and I, those are your three favorite guys. No, they have to go. They, 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 they right. have, you know, never should have got Mario Williams in the first place. That was, uh, that was garbage picking on when somebody was throwing on a thirty-inch tube TV. You know, that's yeah. ridiculous. I, I told you that was a waste when it happened. But you know, when you have a guy running your football organization that's just a name-based guy and he couldn't smell talent if it was in front of him, that's what you get. Right. And you've never been a Coamisi fan either, so. I've never been a Mark Tannenbaum fan either, you know. Witnessed, you know, loved what he did with the Jets because I hate the Jets. I was laughing at those moves. Now I have to see them on the team that I root for. Great. Thanks. Thanks for bringing this guy down. <laughs> you know, I he should have stuck to accounting, but he probably wasn't good at that either. I think the Dolphins are in a, a, a weird situation right now because I think they had a very successful year, and once again, you find yourself at the cusp. What yeah, but you know what the problem is? Season? It's a successful season because we were very bad. But wait, wait, wait. Let, let me finish. finish. Let me finish. Okay, let me go finish. ahead. Go ahead. What, go what ahead. they do, I forgot even where I was right now when you're interrupting. <laughs> you're the sitting Miami down Dolphins doing a radio show. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins right now, they find themselves once again at a critical point because they've, they've done this before. They don't have the working machine like I tried to explain up in New England. So what they do now in this off season and next year, 
will basically lay a blueprint out as to whether or not this team is going to turn the page and become relevant again in the NFL for the next decade or whether it's just going to be an anomaly and you're going to slip back in there. It is very crucial that they continue the progress they've made, add new players that can only accentuate what they did. If you need to make some salary dumps, you have plenty of players to do it. The three guys and even the four guys that we've talked about can all be done without affecting the team in a detrimental way. The Kenny Stills and the Jarvis Landry's and those guys absolutely have to be worked out and re-signed for long-term deals, at least Jarvis Landry does. And you need now, now that you think you have a, you know, a franchise quarterback, which you, I believe you do, you need to protect him as best as you can and keep solidifying that offensive line and basically that whole offense so that it can continue to roll like it was towards the end of last year. And the defense needs a lot of work. So, you know, you, you need to do this now. If you just want to cut people and free up money and stuff like that, you're really going to find yourself right well, Here's, the, here's the other thing. Like, you know, the salary dump stuff, and I agree with a lot of the things you're saying, but if they get rid of Brandon Albert, and Tuzzle moves over, right? Yeah, sure, you have a left tackle. But where's your guard at that point? You're going you're gonna to create an issue that doesn't exist. And I'm telling you right now, if they get rid of Albert this year, I mean, Albert's probably got a year or two left. If they get rid of him too early, it's going to be a big, big, big mistake. I agree. When did I name Brandon Albert, though? Well, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that's their plan. They, I'm thinking he's on the chopping block. Well, I told you that when they drafted Tunzel. Yeah, I, I know, but I really, I really smell that coming, and it's a huge de- so debacle. Huge debacle. So do I. And, I, I could, and you, tell everybody, tell all our listeners, what's the name that you heard brought up to, to bring into the offensive line? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're thinking about bringing Jake Long back as depth. This guy couldn't stay healthy if he was playing horseshoes. Or he's going to be our depth at offensive line. It's unbelievable. How, like, how do they do this with a straight face? I don't know. Uh, it's insane. Well, that's like I said. I mean, I think there's a lot of good things being done down there, and this was a fantastic year, but you can't just sit on your laurels. You need to be aggressive. No, I, you know, I watched team. this press conference, and it was, you know, it was Greer, Gaze, and Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum was in the middle. I don't even know why the two other guys were there, because he didn't let him get a word in. It was the Mike Tannenbaum hour. Yeah. And all he's doing, and you know, and it, it, it looked like it was the post Super Bowl. I I just won the Super Bowl uh, press conference. Couldn't have been more giddy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's it's the kind of thing. You, where... you made the playoffs. You got blown out. Was it an accomplishment? Absolutely. Did your first time you made the playoffs in eight years? But you got blown out. Don't make it more than it is. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely right. I mean. Uh, that's why I said this. You know, you're, this is a critical time. This is a very critical time, and what they do here will uh, basically, you know, we will know where we're going in the next five you years. You know, the other thing is, you know, we, we were short two draft picks this year. We have five draft picks going into this draft. And, yeah. and Tannenbaum's talking about how he's getting two, you know, compensatory draft picks. You know, you know what that crap is? Late sixth, late seventh. What are you going to do with those? Yeah, what are you going to do with them, right? I know. I mean, that's what you're banking on? So, and, and he goes, and, and, then, and then behind the scenes, he's looking to trade up or down in the draft this year, too. And that's wonderful. You know, you know what? Nobody should be looking to do that. If there's a situation you do it, you do it. But you shouldn't be going in looking to do that. Yeah, 
Very well said. Very well said. I mean, I think that's if it's there. You know, if the situation comes up and like you can move up or down, and you know, and, and something's in front of you, you get this great deal. Sure. But you should be looking to do it. You should never be looking to do it, no. Because if you know you're who's looking, looking to, to do it? The Cleveland Browns are looking to do that. Then you want to be the Cleveland Browns, Mike? You know, Jimmy Johnson, I felt, when he came over to the You know why? Because this guy wants to justify their existence. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, Jimmy Johnson, when he, when he first got to the Dolphins, I think that's the mistake that he made. He tried to to basically right. uh, redo what he did with the Herschel Walker trade. But I felt that every one of his drafts was basically looked at to trade down and add up draft picks and stuff. And I think he missed a lot of superstar players. Like There's Randy no Wall, question. Remember, right we didn't there. have Herschel Walker to bait to anybody. No, <laughs> no. And I, I really felt like he left a lot of Super Bowl caliber players on the board by doing that. There's Randy no question. Hall of Famers, yeah. Took yeah. himself right out of the mix for that. Didn't even give himself a chance. And uh, that yeah, was, was why that ended. Because so. they, they are too caught up in this. That, this they think they're, they're wheeler dealers and they think they can make something out of nothing all the time. And it's like, sometimes it's just better off to stay where you are. Yeah, absolutely it is. Unless there's an opportunity. And you know, and you know, Tannenbaum's the thing. He always trades away future picks, and that that comes back to bite you all the time. All the time. That's why you got to be really careful of that. You can't be trading future picks every year, and you keep trading away your second and thirds every year. You're going to be in a real big mistake. Real big yeah. mistake because those second and third round picks end up being pro bowlers half the time. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, you felt that when you watched the Dolphins play the Steelers, you seen how far apart we really were from them. I don't know if I've seen that. I saw the Dolphins with some opportunities and a banged-up team. Thought they, yeah, you know, it was a tough place to play. Um, and then you, when you see New England now doing what they did, is New England that far ahead of the Dolphins? And, and, I mean, what you see Yeah, it doesn't look pretty. I mean, yeah, I think we're kind of far away still. I mean, you know, until we rectify this situation, you know, I think our offensive has come a long way, you know. But, you know, look, if they don't take care of – Tannehill's deal like it should be, and do the right and make the right decisions here. We're we're in a lot of trouble. Is the uh, New England Patriots still worlds apart of everybody in the AFC though? It's not just the Dolphins. Well, I mean, you've seen them what they did. The yeah, Pittsburgh. I mean, pretty much so. I think they, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe the Raiders could have given them a better shot. Carr doesn't get hurt. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? I, I think they probably would have lost pretty badly there yesterday too. You know? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sold on the Raiders. I think they had no. a nice year. I'm not sold on them at all. Yeah, I mean they they have a good offense in their defense there. But you know what? When you know, I, I just I'm not sold on them. I really am not. And no, neither we'll am I. Next year. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, yeah, I think we're kind of far away still. I mean, like I said, until we solve our problems on defense, where you can't let somebody chew you up like that. I mean, they, God, they made us look ridiculous the last time we played them. You know? you know, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers were the second-best team in the AFC this year, and they, you've seen what happened to them up there. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe New England is that far. Listen, I'm not convinced that – I'm still not convinced that Atlanta's going to be able to win this game. I, all Everything about this game I think I've seen before, and I don't like it. If they have all yeah, the I mean, it seems, it seems like all the makings of just a real bad, a bad Super Bowl and just going the way we think and – yeah. Well, who knows? You never know with this. You know, stranger things have happened. And yeah, this I, is a better Atlanta team than, you know, if you take the name off the team, <laughs> if you take the Atlanta Falcons, if they were called something else, 
with the same personnel, you probably would feel differently. But I think because they're called the Atlanta Falcons, you have that stigma in there. And, it's a, you know, they've been bad for a long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's basically the way I'm seeing it. And we got another week, yeah. you know, so. I mean, I thought, I thought Green Bay would be the only team that would give them a shot. But if that Green Bay team that played yesterday played the Patriots, they'd get killed. Yeah. They would. You, you wouldn't get that. There would be no shootout between the two, if you know what I'm saying. As they were, yeah. that's what everybody was dreaming about. But you know, Matt Ryan's, a, you know, he's a he's a shootout guy. You know, he is. No, he is. And but the only thing that scares me is offense is. I just think, that look, if Belichick can really neutralize Julio Jones, I give him all the credit world. I don't know if that's possible with this guy. You know, really don't. We'll see. We'll see. Certainly interesting. I'm not sold yet. Maybe you can come up with something new next week, and we'll see. As of right now, it's looking like red, white, and blue. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler. I was tired of my own horse. Took a beat on the northern plains and just roll that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window alone. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.